Hey, good morning, everybody. All right, some of you are awake today. That's great. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to Watershed. My name's Drew. It's a great time to be together. This morning, I was thinking about how Scripture says, where two or more are gathered, there I am in your presence. And that's Jesus speaking. When we gather as a church, God is here, God is present, and God moves in our lives, in our hearts, as long as we're open to it, right? That God wants us to be open to him, to receive to him. Uh, he says if we draw near to him, he'll draw near to us. So today, I just pray that that's uh, for you guys, for all of us, that we would all have our hearts open to God, that we would draw near to him because he's here, he's present, and he wants to move and do something in our hearts and in our lives today. Amen? Hey, we're going to take a moment just to greet the people around us, say hey, and see who's excited to go back to school. There's one. One kid. <laughs> Recess. Good morning, Watershed. Um, I'm going to invite you all to stay standing if you are able and join us in these next couple songs.
Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, come now and breathe upon our hearts. Come now and have your way. Because when you speak and when you move and when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see. What we see when you come in the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see, what we see. change us, when you'd move in our lives and in our hearts to change us, to make us more like you. God, we love you, and we just lift up these praises to you today, because you are worthy, so worthy of our praise. We love you. Amen. Everyone, you can have a seat now, and we're going to invite our kids forward for kids' ministry. They can meet over here at these blue doors. Miss Sam will meet you over there. Okay, let's bow our heads and fold our hands and pray before we go to class. Dear Lord, thank you for this day that we can all come together. Thank you for the excitement of school soon and seasons changing, and thank you for the beautiful summer you've blessed us with. Help us to listen to our teachers and hear what you want to say today. Amen.
Good morning. How's everyone doing today? You excited for the great weather? Are all the kids excited to go back to school? No. no? Okay, got mixed, mixed reactions there. Okay, good. Hey, I'm really um, privileged and honored to be here this morning. Um, one of the great um, responsibilities I have as executive pastor is kind of overseeing the big picture. And this morning, I have the opportunity to introduce to you um, Justin Rito. Um, Justin has just joined our staff. Um, he will be serving as the choir and bell director for the Celebration community. And um, we're really excited to have him. He's a great guy. Um, it, it's a long story about how we ended up in contact with him. But um, we're just really privileged that, um, that he has joined us. And so we want to give you an opportunity um, to meet him, to welcome him, and to hear a few words from him. So this is Justin. Say hi, Justin. Hello. Hello. And um, he's going to share a few words for you, and then we will give him a warm welcome. Go ahead. Hey, everyone. Uh, again, I'm Justin. Uh, I just feel really blessed to be in such a vibrant community with all of you, with everyone in Celebration, with everyone in Fusion. Um, it's, it's truly a unique place, and I've just really felt uh, blessed to, to meet everyone that I've met already. I can't wait to meet all of you. Please come introduce yourself. Uh, I, I, I don't bite, I'm not scary, um, just because I, uh, you know, direct a choir somewhere. And if you can sing in church, you can sing in choir. And if you're interested, come talk to me. Um, there'll, there'll be posters up very soon about uh, singing in choir and celebration. That doesn't mean that you need to commit to, to going to celebration all the time. Uh, you can just come sing when we sing and, and um, be a part of a joyful noise. So thank you for welcoming me, and uh, I, I just uh, look forward to meeting you all. Let's give him a big warm welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. Um, and then this morning, um, we are privileged to have with us um, Corey Klockmeyer. Um, Corey is the director of Movement West Michigan. He's familiar to all of you. And so, Corey, welcome, and thank you for bringing, um, opening God's Word for us this morning. Thank you. I'm glad. Oh, there we are. I'm on now. Thank you, Darwin. Thank you, Watershed. I'm glad to be here with you this morning. I am not Pastor Aaron. I am Corey Plockmeyer, as Darwin said. I'm the director of Movement West Michigan. It's a privilege to be here with you this morning in this capacity, though, in, in no small part because this is my worshiping community. And so it's different to get to speak to you as people who I, I worship alongside of. One of the things that I always try to do whenever I'm a guest preacher anywhere is I always just try to pause and say, uh, thanks to God for the work of the pastor who I'm filling in for. And that's unique this week because it's not just a friend and a colleague. Aaron's my pastor. And I can speak and I pray for Aaron and his family today as somebody who my life has been changed and impacted. My faith has been deepened and strengthened because of Aaron's ministry. So can we just pause for a moment and just thank God for Aaron. Let's pray together for Aaron and his family while he's uh, gone this morning. Join me in prayer. God, I just want to thank you for Aaron, for the work that he does to faithfully love and serve the watershed community. Thank you for his heart. Thank you for his genuineness. Thank you for just the ways that he dives into your word and invites all of us to be found in and formed by the grace of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for the 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 ways that he has spoken your hope and your grace and your truth into my life. I thank you for the ways that he has done that into the lives of so many gathered here. 
And I just pray that today that you would just help him uh, in this season to, to refresh and recharge as, as he anticipates the fall, as we look forward to the fall ministry season. I just pray that he would be renewed again for this next season. I thank you for his family, and I pray his, your, your blessing on them as well. I thank you for the ways that they just together invest in this church, in this worshiping community. God, as we turn to your word, I pray that, that it wouldn't be my words, but it would be your words. God, I pray that what I say today, you know the burden that you've put on my heart. You know the message that you have given to me. And I pray that you would help me to get out of the way so that I can just speak your hope, your grace, your faithfulness. God, I pray that you would give us eyes that are open to see what you would have us see. Give us ears that are open to hear what you would have us hear. Give us minds that are open to know what you would have us to know. But most of all, God, give us hearts that are open to love and to be loved as you would have us love and be loved. In the name of Jesus, we pray and we all say together, amen. Well, friends, when I think back to the very beginning of this series on the Lord's Prayer, I'm reminded that, that Aaron uh, sort of grounded this series on the Lord's Prayer by pointing out that we had just come out of the story where we would take entire books of Scripture at once, which, by the way, as a guest preacher is lots of fun when you're told, hey, you get to preach on a whole book of Scripture, did that a couple times. And then he said, we're coming into the Lord's Prayer where we're going to slow it way down. You know, that first sermon on the Lord's Prayer was just on two words, our Father, and I get the privilege of doing just one word, amen. Can I get an amen? All right, sermon's done. I'm out of here. Now, there is a sense in which amen, right, it's, it's sort of a throwaway word. A lot of us just say it without necessarily thinking much about it. Now, we are in the, the, the Reformed tradition here in West Michigan, and so for the most part, I recognize I will need to prompt an amen if I want an amen. And that's okay. A lot of times we treat this word amen as just sort of the period at the end of the, at the, end of the sentence. It's the way that we all know that the band is in place and they're ready to go and we can open our eyes and get ready to sing the next song. Amen ready to go. But amen is far more than just a word of transition or a word of conclusion. Rather, amen is a promise and it is a word that should form us as people who pray and come together into the presence of God. What we are going to see today is that amen promises us that God is in so we are in but we'll get there. See, as, as I was reflecting on this sermon and on this word this week, this is an actual text message that I sent to my friend Nick uh, back in, uh, in mid-June. My friend Nick heads up an organization in, in Columbus, Ohio called For Columbus, does very similar work to what Movement West Michigan does. Our goal is to unite the capital C church of our respective community so that we can work together for the flourishing of the city. And I texted him and I said, Nick, does this work ever begin to feel like we can see more than 20 feet in front of us? God is really faithfully opening doors that, that we then step back and say, wow, look at that. Look at how God directed that path. But man, it can be hard not knowing where things are headed. Anybody feel this in our life? 
We we can be people who know that God is faithfully there with us. We can be people who know that God is directing the path. And sometimes it feels like all we get are little glimpses of it. And often those glimpses only come after the fact. And I want to acknowledge right from the beginning, some of us aren't there yet too. And that's okay. Right? For some of us, it's, it's not. We're, we're like, I don't actually know that God is here in the midst of this path. And I promise you that, that this sermon is for you too. But I think for a lot of us, when we're looking at these hard situations in life, we're not even the hard, just the daily lived reality. It can be challenging to say, where is God? Or I can see glimpses, but I want to see the bigger picture. I want to see more than just 20 feet in front of me. I want to see more than the trees through the fog. I want to see more than just the, 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 the horizon line that's half smoke, half sky, like we've been getting a lot of this summer. I want to actually see what's in front of me. can be so hard. Maybe we're navigating a transition in our jobs. We found out that we won't be able to continue working where we were and we don't know what's next. We know that God is there with us. We're not quite sure how it's all going to work out. We, tr- we trust, we hope, maybe, yes, it will. And we get these little glimpses along the way, but I just want to see more than 20 feet in front of me. Or we get that call from our doctor. We have that relationship that's fallen apart with a family member, with a friend. And all we want is we, not, we want to see the bigger picture. We want to know that there is hope on the other side. We want that certainty. We want that clarity. We want to know when we're not sure where the money is going to come from for the next set of bills that are due. We go, God, we, we trust that you're going to work it out, but I sure would like to know the plan. When we're watching our children make choices that we don't like, that we don't, we don't like the direction that their life is headed, we say, God, I trust that you love this child. I trust that you hold my child in your hands, but God, please, I want to see the bigger picture. I just want to know more than what's 20 feet in front of me. I think we all know that desire to see more than just the trees through the fog. We want clarity. We want certainty. And I think that's why this little word, amen, is so important. Because amen at its core just means this is sure to be. It's related to the Hebrew word for faithfulness. This is sure to be. And as I reflected on that, and as I was meeting with Pastor Bill and Pastor JB from the other two campuses here at Hardaway, and we were talking about this text, Pastor Bill sort of slyly goes, Amen, I'm in. I went, Bill, did you? I I like that. Was that intentional? He goes, oh yeah, that was intentional. Amen, I'm in. This is sure to be, I'm in. Amen, I'm in. But let's see what that means when we're praying in the midst of uncertainty. 
As I said, we're coming into the very last word of the Lord's Prayer. And throughout this series, we have been focused on how does this prayer form us and shape us? How does it become more than just a mantra, as Aaron has brought us back to so often? How does it become something that invests into the core of our hearts? How do we go beyond just a word that ends the, the prayer to be amen? I'm in. And I think what we see and where we see it demonstrated so beautifully is in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul, one of the followers of Jesus, is writing to a church that has been started in the city of Corinth. And this is his, at least, we call it 2 Corinthians, it's actually probably his third or fourth letter to them. Paul and the church in Corinth, they've had a little bit of a rocky relationship. He's had some pretty hard words for them. He's, ha- he's told them, like, hey, I've got to come to you and got to deal with some stuff that's going on in your church. This is, a, this is not a correspondence between the best of friends. This is correspondence between a leader and a church who are trying to navigate a difficult, thorny relationship. Maybe some of us know a little bit about what it's like when we're trying to deal with that person who just doesn't always look at us the right way. And so Paul's a little defensive here because it turns out that Paul had a change of plans. He had told them I was going to go visit them. So he says, because I was confident of this, I wanted to visit you first so that you might benefit twice. Right? He's saying, I'm actually going to come to you, then I'm going to go visit other places, and then I'm going to come back to you. So you're going to get the benefit of my presence twice. By the way, I think it's a pretty bold person who can say, you get the benefit of my presence Paul says, I wanted you to benefit twice. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia and to come back to you from Macedonia and then to have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I fickle when I intended to do this? Or do I make my plans in a worldly manner so that in the same breath I say both yes, yes, and no, no? Again, this has been a complex difficult relationship. This has been a relationship that has been defined by uncertainty. This has been a relationship that has been defined a little bit by Paul having to say to them, you need some some guidance, some advice. So in my experience, in these times of uncertainty, in these, these challenging and difficult circumstances, my natural impulse is to seek to control all the more. Can I get an amen? When we are in the midst of uncertainty, our natural tendency is to try to hold it more tightly, to control it, to say, I've got this. And so if I'm Paul, and this church that I already have a bit of a challenging relationship with, that now I have to change my plan, I'm going to do anything and everything I can to make sure that I keep my word to them, because they've already had some issue with me. So I'm going to go above and beyond to make sure that I've got this under control. But it didn't work out that way. So Paul says, but as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership upon us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. 
See, in the midst of uncertainty, Paul comes back to the faithfulness of Christ. Paul comes back to the faithfulness of God as revealed in Christ. In him, it has always been yes. No matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes in Christ. And so through him, amen is spoken. You see, this gives us important insight into this little word, amen. Amen isn't just about saying, I'm in. God's in. So I'm in. Because we can trust in the certainty of God's promises. They are all yes in Christ Jesus. I loved last week, if you were here, if you weren't here, you can always go back and watch it on YouTube. But if you were here last week, Pastor Aaron, uh, he, he preached on that doxology at the end of the prayer. And he, he compared it to something like uh, The Hobbit, where the Hobbit, uh, in The Hobbit, Bilbo Baggins writes his little, his narrative, and he says, there and back again. Right? And Aaron pointed out that the end of the prayer is also a beginning. It takes us, and we've been formed and shaped by these words that we have prayed, and we go from the end back to the beginning. And we get to go again, and we start over. And there's something really interesting about this word, amen. You see, if we look... In the New Testament, when the word amen is used, Jesus uses it quite a bit. And when Jesus says amen, he usually says it at the beginning. Our translations, sometimes our translations might say amen, amen, I say to you. Other translations might say verily, verily, I say unto you. Right? These different ways of translating, but, but Jesus says amen at the beginning. But for Paul and the other New Testament writers, amen comes at the end. Because I think in Amen, we see that same transition that Aaron pointed out to us last week. We see that Amen is both an end and a beginning. It is an end of myself, and it is a beginning of going back to the beginning, to the one in whom all of God's promises are yes. It is an end of saying, I can't do this. But God can, because God has kept his promises faithfully in and through Jesus Christ. It is an end and a beginning. That as we end our prayers, it isn't just a, all right, I did my duty, I said my prayer, and now I'm done. Saying amen is more than just a, a, a period at the end of the prayer. Amen is a way of saying, God is in, so I am in. And I'm going to go back to the beginning and pray it again. And I'm going to go back to the beginning and step out into my life knowing that God is in. And I'm going to allow God's presence, God's faithfulness, God's promises to form and shape how I step into this situation about which I just prayed. Our Father, the God of the universe the God who holds all things, the God who is watching over all things, the God who embraces us as his children. God is in as our loving parent. So I'm in. Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
God, I can see that this world is not yet the way it's supposed to be. I can see that you are working and fixing and healing all things, but I can't see it it brought to its completion yet. But I trust that you are bringing about that change and that transformation. I trust that you are bringing your kingdom and your will on earth. Here it is in heaven. God is in, so I'm in. Forgiveness. That's a hard one. Help me forgive others as you've forgiven me. Because I sure make mistakes. I don't always parent my children the way I should. I don't always love my spouse the way I should. I don't always make the decisions in life that I should. I don't always show up the way that I should. Sometimes that, that, that Paul being fickle, sometimes I'm just fickle, not because of, of God, because of me. We all make mistakes, but God has forgiven us. God's in, so I'm in. Give us our daily bread. I don't always know what the future holds. I never know what the future holds. Let's be real. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't know what next week is going to bring, next month is going to bring. And, and sometimes it's been harder to see that path forward than others. Sometimes it's not 20 feet in front of me. It's 10 feet. It's 5 feet. Sometimes it's even been 1 foot in front of me. It feels like that's all I can see is just take that next step forward. God, give us our daily bread. Give us what we need to get by. Give us what we need to take care of our our, our family and and ourselves. God's in. So I'm in. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God's promise of protection. God's got us even when it feels like the world is falling apart, even when we turn on the news and we see all of the things that are going wrong in this world, even when we see all of the ways that things are not the way they're supposed to be, we trust God's in, so I'm in. And we go back to the beginning. We go back to the beginning over and over again. We step into the life outside of this gathered place. We go back to work. We go back to school. We go back to be with our families, to be with our friends in the midst of these places and these ways where maybe there's uncertainty, maybe there's ways that we just want to see more than one foot, three foot, five foot, 20 feet in front of us. We go back to the, the challenges that we're facing. We go back to the concerns that are weighing on our heart. We go back to the challenges that we're facing. We go back into it knowing God's in. So I'm in. end and a beginning. They're formed by this prayer that we can step forward in confidence that God sees the bigger picture even when we can't. 
And one of the beautiful things about that, I go all the way back to the very first word of the prayer, to the very first sermon that Pastor Aaron gave us on this, on this series. And I want to remind us, what is the first word? Our. Because this isn't just a promise for you and for me as individuals. It is a promise for all of us together. Because friends, let me tell you, some days there are days where I can't say amen. There are days and there are times where I'm not as certain and confident. There are days and there are times and there have been seasons of my life where I went, I don't know where God is right now. The first time I preached here was back in about May of 2021. And I introduced myself as I'm Corey Plockmeyer in transition because I had lost my job. The next time I preached here was in September of 2021. And I remember that because I remember standing up and making a joke about the last time I was here, I was Corey Plockmeyer in transition. Now I'm Corey Plockmeyer, future director of Movement West Michigan. And I remember that season because it was hard. I trusted that God had that bigger picture. I trusted that somehow it was all going to work out. But let me tell you, I did not know for sure. And I needed all of you to say amen for me. Because there are times where we can't say it. There are times where we might know it, we might believe it in some sense, but there are times where we just don't feel it, where we can't bring ourselves to say it. And friends, let me tell you, when you know that God is in, but you're not sure that I'm in, friends, I'm, I'm, we're here with you to say amen when you can't. There are times, friends, when maybe we are not sure that God is really in. And even though I might not be sure of that, friends, I want to tell you that we're in together. There are times even where some of us might not be sure at all if God is, is in at all. And that's okay. I need you to hear me say God is bigger than your doubts. God is bigger than your questions. God is bigger than your uncertainties. God is bigger than anything you can throw at him in the midst of that uncertainty. And that God of the universe, our Father who art in heaven, he loves you, he embraces you, and he calls you his own. And even if you don't believe that right now, even if you can't bring yourself to say it, friends, we all say it for you. Amen. Because God's in. So we're in. And ultimately, we know we can believe in the certainty of God's promises. Because God gave himself up for us. See, we get the privilege today of remembering again the sacrifice of Jesus for us. Scripture tells us that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, the same night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it 
And he gave it to his disciples. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then after supper, he took the cup, the cup of blessing, and he blessed it. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes again. We say, God is in. We eat and we drink as a reminder that God is so in for you and for me and for all of us together. God is so in that Jesus gave his life on the cross so that we can have life now and forever. God's in. So I'm in. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, you love us, you embrace us, you call us your own. You promise to provide for what we need in body, soul, and spirit. You promise to protect us, you, you, you give us forgiveness and grace, not because we've earned it or deserve it, but because of your love for us. And so, God, in those moments of uncertainty, in those times when we don't know what the path forward is, we trust that you see the bigger picture. We trust that you are in. And it's in that confidence, in that hope, in that assurance that we pray together. And God, as this bread has been gathered for many grains into one loaf, and is this cup for many vines into one cup, so too, God, we trust that we are one body, united together by your Spirit. And so we pray that you would make this, this bread and this juice for us a tangible, physical reminder of your deep love for us, of the certainty that you are in. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. And we all say together, Amen. Friends, as we celebrate communion together, I invite you to make your way down the center, receive communion, and then to make your way back out to your seats uh, by the side. Invite those who are serving communion to come forward.
seats we got one more song for our morning and it's just the the words of the doxology and a way for us to say amen together today so we'll sing this out
It is a joy and a privilege to worship together. 
after the benediction, I invite you if, you, if you're willing to stack a few chairs on your way out, there is a picnic today as well. You're welcome to join, even if you didn't bring a dish to share. I'm sure there's plenty of food. There always is. But friends, as we go forth, we go forth in the promise, the assurance of God's presence, of God's faithfulness, of the certainty that God is with us. Friends, may God go before you to guide you. May God go beside you to befriend you. May God go beneath you to support you and behind you to protect you. Do not fear. God is with you in Christ We know all of God's promises are yes and amen. Do not be afraid. And we all say together, amen.